You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 215 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Oh, I guess that's me. That's your cue, dude. Yeah, usually I, on, I, do it I, over. usually I go second. Sorry. <laughs> your second? Well, like after Dave is what okay. I meant. But Dave's not here, man. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's why I was thrown off. I was waiting for someone to go first, and right, then we're I was gonna, gonna go. We're gonna start this over. All right, we're not keeping this in. Okay, no, we're gonna keep it in, but we're just gonna start it over. Oh, we're starting over. Got it. Cool. Welcome, my friends, to episode number two hundred and fifteen of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie, the Metal Geek, along with uh, the one and only George Tripsis. You got it. Good cue. Yeah. <laughs> and we have our very special guest, the detector, the metal detector, Justin Corbett. Welcome back, sir. Happy to be here as always. We have a a very cool um, Dark Knight esque episode tonight. Our you bury the lead there, much, huh? Oh, I didn't bury the lead at all. What are you talking about? Are we going to be talking episode, uh, bat balls? Bat balls. <laughs> Robin balls. <laughs> oh, poor Robin. Never gets the respect he deserves. He's he's never going to be a thing. That's the problem. Uh, so we're going to actually talk about the new Batman movie in in depth, and we're going to talk about our favorite Batman Batman of all time, the Bat Batmans of all time. However, that works. Sure. So, uh, what have you guys been up to? Let's talk about that. Ah, same old, same old. Uh, watching movies, watching some TV shows here and there. I finally got a PS5. I'm just waiting for it to come in the mail. Oh, you did? So two, oh two years later, finally got one. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Where did you get it from? Walmart. Oh, really? Yeah, you have to sign up to be a Walmart Plus member in order to buy it, which is mm. stupid. Uh, because uh, if you're a Walmart Plus member, you don't get to know about it before it hits the actual Walmart website. And how much do you have to pay to become a Walmart Plus member? It was $17.99 a month. But I'm, I already canceled. So I was about to say, what does that even give you? <laughs> uh, you get exclusives and discounts. <sighs> Not for eighteen bucks a month. Well, you got a PS5. The, what do you want? I, well, you got I a got PS5. It, yeah, yeah, I got the PS5, and it's on its way. You got and any games? Uh, I'm gonna wait till it gets here because I still don't have a 4K TV. Uh, so that's gonna be later down the line. But my PS4 is like slowly dying. So. Mm. It was, okay. it was time to, to buy a new one. Time to put it to rest, man. It's like Sony was like timing it just right, or they were we like they're, they're slowly like making my PS4 slower and prettier. <laughs> my Xbox did that to me one time. They're like, hey, why is my Xbox dying like a month before the new one comes out? <laughs> it's just coincidental. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just coincidence, sir. You've been watching movies. What have you seen? Uh, nothing new. I've been rewatching some old stuff here and there. Uh, let me look at my letterbox and tell you what I saw recently. Did anybody but me watch that Turning Red movie on? Disney oh, Plus? yes, I did watch that. That was my latest movie that I watched. Was Turning Red? 
What did you think of it? I loved it. Uh, I liked it better than Encanto, that's for sure. Uh, I liked it a little bit more than I liked Luca, and I liked Luca quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I like this new trend of uh, what Pixar is doing. It, I'm just kind of bummed that they're not going to theaters. I wish these movies yeah. were going to theaters to get more respect, and they probably would make more money. Like I, I don't understand the, the thought process. but There's so much, uh, I don't want to say fallback, but so much negativity towards this movie from people, which is, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, I saw some of that on Twitter, and I just I, I don't see the uh, the hatred or the upset of anything about this movie. This movie is nothing but a wonderful, warm hug of a good time. Uh, and it's funny because you can easily relate to the characters, even though I'm not a like a preteen boy crazed girl. I can relate Wait, to some of the not? struggles she's going through. Yeah, I'm not surprised. No, well, that's news to me. <laughs> Surprise to everyone who's listening, who who always thought I was a teen, preteen girl from Canada. Turning red. And turning into a red panda when I get too uh, emotional. Like your period. Um, like my period. What's, What's up, Justin? Is that what the movie's about? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, vaguely, for the most part. That's just kind of like a crutch for the, like... Or like the MacGuffin for the story to get going, but it's it's about other things too. It's about like knowing who you are and being comfortable in your own skin, and then also every, being every Disney first. movie is about that stuff. So and then like uh, being like uh, like balancing the act between being a first generation of like of uh, foreign parents and how to balance that with adapting the culture you want to have yeah. and friends you have it's it's about all those things what did you uh speaking of it very close to this movie um the trailer for miss marvel came out yeah that looks really cool i'm uh, pretty excited for that i like the comic books that came out I, the comic what was that the, like 10 years ago now right yeah the, the miss marvel comics are great <laughs> i can't believe it's been that long <laughs> i know my wife really likes the character but you know they had to change her powers up in in the show because in the comics, of course, she gets her powers through the mist. Yeah, I don't know if they changed it. I kind of feel like it's secretly put in there. I just I don't, don't think. I don't, I don't think. think so. I don't think they're using the inhuman route. But I think that bracelet has to be some kind of like mutant bracelet. What? Not a mutant bracelet, but I think it's going to have something to do with the Kree. Or well, yeah, I think it's a Kree bracelet for sure. Yeah, it has to be like something like that because obviously Inhuman stuff is off the table because they they shot the bed with the Inhuman TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's she still has the stretchy powers, so I don't know what everyone's like. All like, oh, her powers are different. They're pretty much the same. Co- the costume's a little different, but not that much different. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It comes out soon, right? It, it has like a like a Scott Pilgrim vibe to it, but mm-hmm. with like on a you know on a Disney budget. I can see that. And Moon Knight comes out uh, this weekend, right? Or next week? Does it does it come out this yeah. weekend already? Last the thirtieth. Yeah, wow. next Wednesday. Jeez. <laughs> so 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 much stuff to watch and so little time. Moon Knight looks so uh, good. I was going through my comics and I found all my Moon Knight stuff and I just on a whim looked up how much had gone up and it's outrageous how much the prices have gone up on some of these books. <laughs> yep. Hype is a beast, man. It'll yeah. really 
Nobody knew who Moon Knight was a few years ago. I did. Now everybody does. Well, I know we did. <laughs> I mean, I knew who Moon Knight was. I just never read it. <laughs> um, what, what other movie did I watch? I watched. Uh, I finally watched Studio Six Six Six. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it yet. I, mean, uh, I was going to rent it, but I'm waiting for it to be cheaper than twenty dollars to rent. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh, everything that Dave said in, in the last episode is pretty much spot on. It's there's a really funny element. Some of the gore stuff, the kills are some of the best kills I've seen in a while. Cool. There, there's. I'm just going to tell you. There's a scene that uses uh, a song from the band Jackal, and they were infamous for using chainsaws in their music mm. as part of their musical. Feature and uh, that place can't really do that live on stage, though. Unfortunately, they did. Not that I've ever seen them live. <laughs> but, it was like they bring out a chainsaw <laughs> and like accidentally fall and land on somebody and yeah. get someone. They went, they went through a lot of roadies. That's all I can say. <laughs> but I really liked it. I thought, um, you know, the music in it was great. The song they're working on, which he leads me, they're actually going to release the full album like this week. I heard right. The Dave Grohl out metal album. Yeah, I, you sent that, or Dave sent that out. Yeah, somebody, yeah, I, think somebody Dave, I, listened that out. The, I listened to the one preview track that they released like two or three weeks ago, and I mean, it's pretty good for a thrash song that Dave Grohl put together. Well, yeah, I mean, Probot was pretty damn good too. Yeah, I go back and listen to that a lot. I mean, it's not really my preferred subgenre so much. I like some thrash stuff, but I, I didn't mind that song. I'll check out the album. I don't know if I'll love it, but I'll give it a shot. I, I will say one of the shows that I've been binged over this past week was an Apple Plus show. You still have Apple Plus? Yeah, I'm I'm watching Severance right now. So Okay, I haven't started that yet, but I want to. Oh, it's so good. It's probably uh, some the, of the best TV right now. The After Party. Oh, I watched that. That's good. I really like that show. Uh, I, I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to because it has everything I would possibly would want from a television show. A whodunit locked in modern day clue, basically. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think anyone is as funny as they think they are. And they also look like they're having way more fun time than actually being portrayed uh, on screen. But overall, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the episodes and I liked a lot of the cast members. The cast was, is, is great. Uh, I, I like Ben Schwartz a lot. He's great. Uh, Ike Barinholtz was great in it. Uh, Alana Glazer. Uh, who's the main guy? Uh, um, Sam Richardson. The guy that was in that uh, sci-fi movie with uh, on Amazon Prime. Is that his name? Sam Richardson. Yep. Okay. He was in. V- I, I liked Milano. him. A, I liked him a lot. But I yeah. feel like everyone was in a different movie than or show than uh, what's his face was in. Who um, played Jasper? <laughs> he's always over the top though i mean it's, yeah, it's John he, Ralphio. come on yeah he was just a, it, everyone was in a different movie i guess but anyway i i, I enjoyed it though it's, he's it's sonic dude watching. come on yeah he was going too fast um i do think uh only murders in the building is better though no i agree on that even the intro was sort of on that same element that that 60s noir style and yeah, it's I, the new like, rise of the whodunits because of yeah. you know, of uh, knives out basically pretty much uh i like how each episode was told not only was it told from a different point of view from a different character uh but it was also told in a different style of movie or, mm-hmm. or element like one of them was like an action hero uh, action movie one of them was like a 
they did a cartoon one for one. I, I, I really liked how they did that portion of it. Uh, I also watched uh, West Side Story. Uh, and Are you, was... You're not singing it now? Do you want me to? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was the plan, but I mean, I can if you want. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I would have to pull up some lyrics. I don't know if I know all the song lyrics. Uh, so your mileage may vary depending on if you're a musical fan or not. I'm not a huge musical fan. Okay. So that being said, you might not love it, but you might definitely appreciate it. Okay. Spielberg can being, how old is he now? Like 75, 76, something like that. Wait, are you saying that Spielberg can actually direct well? Is that your is that your hot topic? Like, the man, the man still got it. Like, and got it. What, yeah. And what's sad about it? No one went to see this goddamn movie in theaters. Like, nobody saw this movie in theaters. Well, did it come out like Christmas Day or some shit? I think so. What's wrong with that? Does people not go to the movies on Christmas Day? No, but I mean, Christmas Day is usually like when a big blockbuster comes out as well. So if that's what it was up, I don't know what it was up against, but I'm assuming something that was more pop culture-y. I don't know. It just no. It felt like no one gave this movie a shot, and I. It was out of theaters before I even had a chance to see it. Um, yeah, side story. It's been around for such a long time that I'm not sure that it has mass appeal still. I mean, it's doing great in the award circuit, but I guess that makes sense too. But anyway, uh, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's, if, for those who don't know what West Side Story is, I mean Romeo and Juliet, a, right? Yeah, it's essentially Romeo and Juliet in the uh, Bronx. Um, in the seventies, uh, it takes place in the fifties or four fifties uh, or sixties. Yeah, okay. <laughs> around that time. Anyway, it's very enjoyable. Spielberg yeah, around those thirty years, you know. He he did some great uh, updates, and uh, he can really direct the fuck out of a thing, man. So if Spielberg's your jam, and you like music and color and awesome camera direction, give it a shot. Cinematography. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, okay. absolutely amazing. I'd imagine. Uh, uh, but I can guarantee you, neither one of you would like. It. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, especially since uh, one of my favorite movies last year was Tick, Tick, Boom, and I still don't think neither one of you have even watched nope. that yet. I have not. <laughs> no interest. <laughs> I have an interest, but I don't know. It's amazing, man. I loved that movie. And then uh, I, I watched a couple other things. I watched uh, Fresh, which was on Hulu. Uh, the Sebastian Stan movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to see um, that. It's really good. Yeah, it's pretty it's solid. Like, uh, I, I didn't know what it was about because the trailers was very, like... Uh, it's better It's better that way. It's better. It's one of yeah, it's, it's yeah the less you know about it, probably anything. the better you enjoy it. 100% agree. I know it was like a comedy horror movie in a way. I mean, thriller, there's comedic thriller. elements, but it's not a comedy by any means. Are you are you a Sebastian Stan Stan now? What? A Sebastian Stan Stan. I mean, sure. Stan. I will. I will always stand up for Sebastian Stan. Uh, have you watched Pam and Tommy yet? Uh, I tried to. I didn't enjoy it very much. It's it's interesting. I, I I've kind of. I thought he did really the the characters the people in the show did really really well but I yeah the show I get was it. Not I'm just over good. the whole Seth Rogen assance whatever is trying to happen I guess I just I, I think I'm over his t- brand of uh, storytelling and comedy and it's just not for me right currently. That's okay. fair. 
And then uh, last thing, I, I watched another Hulu original uh, called No Exit, which is like no. a little tiny thriller thing about these people stuck in a community center during a snowstorm. And a, uh, a girl finds something she's not supposed to, and one of them is a, maybe a very bad person. Is it an I'm alien trying to be su- super vague. So. Is, it an, is it an alien entity? No, it's not. In the middle of a snowstorm? Because I've seen that movie. That movie's much better. Is that Dreamcatcher? No, The Thing. Oh. Sorry. I went the wrong way with it. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) I guess. I mean, I was trying to remember. I don't remember a snowstorm in uh, The Thing. They're they're like in the... Yeah. the North Pole, or where the wherever they yeah, are. they're on the North Pole, but I guess there was there is like a like yeah, a snowstorm at the end. Huge one, yeah. I mean, there wasn't like it wasn't a sunny good time or anything. No, but like the so snowstorm happens in the very beginning of the movie, so it's like the whole movie. Gotcha. That it's snowing, but anyway, uh, it was a fun little thriller thing. Not great, not terrible. It was a good little eighty minutes in and out kind of deal. What about you, Justin? Uh, what have you been detecting? Oh, hold on. Your uh, audio went. Doing it live. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. All right. Uh, I watched the new Scream movie finally. Oh, yeah. That was great, right? Yes. Uh, I didn't really love the ending that much, but everything else about it was really, really fun. I think I loved it right up until the moment they figure out what house you're in at the end. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, okay, I guess. For the most part, it was pretty good. I liked all the self-referential stuff and I liked, you know, all the characters that came back and then, you know, how they were all aware of what was going on and what movie they were in. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to enjoy about it. If you're a Scream fan, you'll love it. I did. I, and I am a big, a big Scream fan. I, actually, I am too. I enjoy that franchise more than others. If you like the boys, you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, have some same actors in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've been watching just sort of random stuff. I haven't watched a whole lot of new things. I watched uh, the movie Rad. The, the uh, Mike movie from the, the 80s? movie from the 80s. It's been a while what? since I saw it. Wow. <laughs> Where did you and watch it at? Uh, I think it's on let Prime. Me, let me talk out real quick. Justin, your audio is just a little weird. Is it weird? What's weird about it? Hang on. Let me unplug my... Is it coming from his microphone? Is that better? Uh... Go ahead Can you and hear me okay? some more. Test one, two. Hear you, it's, yeah, it sounds the same. It's fine. Whatever. It could be because I've removed all of the stuff from my room, so it's you know very echoey when it didn't used to be. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but I watched Rad. It's on Amazon Prime. If you've never seen it, it's like kind of a a good look at what the eighties were like in California BMX Is bike Christian scene. Later in that movie. Uh, Christian Slater is in that movie, I think. Is I don't it? know. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's a movie from the 80s about being rebellious. Uh, Christian Slater. The problem is, I, I watched back to back. I watched Rad and then I watched Thrashing. And so they kind of run together in my brain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Thrashing is about inline skates, right? Thrashing was skateboarding. Skateboarding. With, uh, Josh Brolin is like a 16 year old heartthrob. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. Wow. He's still it's a really 16-year-old heartstrob though, right? Uh, I mean, I guess. I guess he is. Um, aside from that, I've been, like, so busy. I haven't really had time to watch much. Um, I've just been going back and watching, like, older stuff. 
Um, I bought the Rocky Four director's cut today. Looking mm-hmm. forward to watching that, but I haven't had a chance to yet. You got to let me know if it's worth uh, buying because I've been. I, I, I own it's it. Like five bucks right now. It's on, UH, Hulu? on Vudu for on five Vudu. bucks. UHD. Really? Yeah. What makes it a director's cut or whatever it is? Well, they completely changed the story and they featured a lot more of Ivan Drago and made him much more of a serious threat rather than just, you know, what he was in the original. I think they cut out a lot of the humor elements, you know, like the robot. (laughs) Even though though that's my favorite part, I think they cut out some of the robot stuff. Um, They made it like uh, Stallone went back and decided he wanted to, he had all this extra footage that never made it to the final film. And he decided to re-edit just as a hobby, and he really liked it. And then but Polly and the Robot is like the best thing ever. Agreed. I was waiting for that sitcom; it never happened. Polly and the Robot. <laughs> I watch it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been uh, watching a lot of like cooking shows just to pass the time while I've been, you know, okay. doing eBay stuff and, and whatnot. You say um, cooking what, shows? What cooking what do you shows? Mean? Well, Eric and I watched like 11 seasons of top chef back to back. <laughs> All right. We're watching the new season of, uh, the one in Houston. Have you started that one yet? Um, I'm not sure. They all blend together, man. Well, you know, it's from Houston cause they put Houston everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. It's the newest one that just came out. Like I said, they all kind of blend together. I'm usually doing other things while they're on. So, I mean, I watch them, but I don't really like invest in them thoroughly. <laughs> Um, but I mean, uh, like the, the main thing I've been doing is prepping for our move. I mean, I, I think I mentioned that on the last episode that, uh, we have a new baby on the way and we're getting ready for that. We're going to buy a bigger house. So I've just been spending all of my free time packing up this one and, uh, hopefully everything will go smoothly and we can, you know, put everything in storage and get an apartment in the interim and then buy a new house in uh, August or September. So. Justin says they're buying a new house for the baby, but it really means his He-Man collection. <laughs> I mean, I do need more space. You're not lying. <laughs> really, really, it's for his movie poster collection for more wall that space. Too. Well, the house we're thinking about getting has a ton of wall space. That was a major <laughs> deciding factor in the one we are looking for. <laughs> it actually has this great stairway landing. You, like, you come up, and then there's this huge wall that goes from floor to ceiling. It's probably like 18 feet. And then the stairs go up the rest of the way, and like that whole wall, we're just gonna cover it in posters. Is it like the, like the stairway to my house, like the, the that that kind of ceiling? Um, it, yeah, it's about as tall as yours, but it's uh, it's actually like a, a long, wide landing. Like you go up halfway, and then there's the landing, and then you go up the other direction to get to the top floor. Oh, cool! Justin has uh, already measured how many posters can fit on each on each one. I have, I actually have. That was uh, <laughs> he's, he's done all the math. It was a major deciding factor in which house we're getting. <laughs> I don't. I believe, I believe that. Um, you guys been playing any video games recently, at all? Actually, I have, uh, but it's another mobile game. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still am playing South Park Phone Destroyer, but but less. I've kind of gotten burned out on it finally after like five years. Um, I found this new game called Q C U E. It's Cards, the Universe, and Everything. I and think you might have mentioned this. You started playing this. I did, I did post it in the Metal Geeks uh, Society because I started I started, and then within a week I was already number one in the world um, for that week's league. 
I didn't end up finishing number one. I got like fifth place because some of those guys were just crazy, but um, it was, it was really fun that first week and it's continued to be more fun as I've gone along and learned more about the game. And I know Christian's been playing. He's addicted just like I am. Uh, several other people from the metal geeks group are playing as well. And some of my South park buddies are too. So um, if you're looking for a fun mobile game that doesn't really require a lot of cost investment and yeah. you can, you can do well with just what you initially get um, check out Q. It's pretty fun. I'm going to check it out. What about you, George? Are you playing anything? Uh, I am still continuing on my uh, replay of Uncharted. Okay. Uh, Wait till you get that PS5, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know. God, I, Uncharted's already... I already bought the same game twice. Do I really need to buy the same game a third time? Uh, Yes. No. Are you a true fan? No, I'm not that. Apparently, not that true of a fan. I I bought the I just bought the upgrade, the like ten dollar upgrade. Um, but if you don't have a 4K TV yet, it's not worth it yet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Once you get that TV, then start looking into it. Um, I didn't really play a lot of games. I had my spring break last week. We did stuff around the house. We did some errands and did a bunch of different things. But I didn't really play a lot of games. I haven't gone back to Elden Ring. Um, I'm thinking about if I have time, maybe starting up with a different character because that character didn't do it for me. Uh, but I've gone back to uh, Horizon Forbidden West. That game is so good. It's not. It's is, it's definitely it, more of the is same. It, yeah, about to say, is it more of the same from the first one? Because I got is. burnt out on the first one. Y- yes, I, I I can see that if you got really burnt out on the first one. It is definitely more, but it's still fun. Um, I'm maybe like three or four hours into it by now. So I'm not very far. I'm just starting to get powered up and all that kind of cool stuff, you know? Got to get those power-ups, man. Oh, it's fighting some robotic dinosaurs, man. That's all, that's all I'm looking forward to. <laughs> um, that's about it. I haven't really been playing much else. Um, oh, I, I have been playing a little bit of Halo, the new Halo game on my PC. Is a new Halo game? The Halo Infinite? Yeah, well, it's oh. new-ish. It came out like three months ago. Yeah. I never completed it or I never really got very far. So I bought, uh, with my new computer that we're recording this on, Was it's the main purpose of it. But uh, it came with a really badass video card, the uh, GeForce 73070, I think. So I bought the little adapter uh that lets you use any Xbox controller. So I've been doing that on the, on the game. It, it, Cause I was trying to get my controller to sync with just Bluetooth and it was not having a, a good time with it. Bought that little adapter right away. It worked. Mm. It's beautiful. Uh, if you are in the games right now, I think there's like three days left. Uh, Humble Bundle, which is a really cool website that, you know, you can get really good deals on stuff. They always do, like, bundle games each month, but right now they have it's $40, but you get, like, 123 items, and all the money that is from this sale of this package goes to Ukraine. There's four different um, uh, four different um, places that it goes to. None of the goes to the developers or to Humble Bundle like some of them some of them do. Um, some good games like Back for Blood is on there and some other interesting games. Uh, I started there's so many games in there and so you get a lot of comic books and graphic novels and some D and D stuff and Warhammer and all this cool stuff. So it's definitely worth it. 
That's cool. Anybody else seen this movie called The Batman? The Batman. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. What do you guys want to talk about it? I mean, if we have to, sure. <laughs> we do. <laughs> wow. I wonder what Justin's thoughts and we, feelings are. We already know where this is going to go. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about The Batman, uh, directed by David Fincher. I mean, uh, Matt Reeves. This is his, uh, it's literally his love letter to Seven. Which is probably why I liked it so much. And Zodiac. And Zodiac Killer, yeah, that's right. Uh, and other David Fincher movies, like <laughs> like my, like Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I liked the Batman way more than I thought I was going to. I wasn't. I know I saw a lot of the trailers and previews and all that, but going into it, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. Mm. I didn't know how Robert Pattinson would be. Number one is Batman. Number two is Bruce Wayne. Uh, he didn't do that great as Bruce Wayne. He was a better Batman. Oh, see, I completely disagree. I think he's the best Bruce Wayne we've gotten. He's the first representation of the duality of the characters where you actually can't distinguish the, or you can distinguish the difference between the two. Mm. Ben Affleck looks like Ben Affleck in a Batman costume. Christian Bale looks like Christian Bale in a Batman costume. Robert Pattinson looks completely different than he does in a Batman costume. That padding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called him Robert Pattinson. Oh. Uh, but yeah, you're, you can make a good point because like this is early in his career as Batman. It's like two years into it. I really like the the uh, the the good cop bat cop thing they had going on with Commissioner Gordon or Officer Gordon wasn't Commissioner yet. I like their the way they played together was really cool. How they were solving yeah, shit absolutely. together. I think it was really um, cool. This is the first time I actually felt like Commissioner Gordon was like a partner to Batman. Yeah. And Batman was just trying to play him off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, loved, it. Like, I loved it a lot. So. I feel like um, all the supporting cast was really good. Even And Robert Pattinson, I thought he did a fantastic job as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, I feel like the movie was extremely well cast. I just have little nitpicky problems with it. And I feel like the story was just a little too slow paced like it lulled in places where it shouldn't have there was definitely moments where they could have edited it a little bit more the movie really could have benefited from from editing if they had cut like 20 to 30 minutes out it would have made it a better movie I think and I'm just curious what 20 or 30 minutes where you've cut out a lot of the scenes where he's standing around staring like Batman (laughs) there's so many times where people are talking and Batman is just like there's a shot at the end that goes on for like a minute and a half where Batman and then Catwoman are going away separately on their motorbikes. Yeah, and, and that went on for way too long. It the, went on for the, way too long. They could have just cut it to one shot right, and then scary. credits. The, the intro, probably the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie could have done with some editing because I know they were trying to set the tone for the film. And like I usually love very artistic choices like some of the ones they made in that. But you know his dialogue, his monologue rather, running over a bunch of scenes of nothing happening for like a really really long time before something actually happens uh it it didn't really set a good tone for me in the movie it it seemed like it went on too long and then 
I went in with really high expectations because I I wanted to love this movie. I really did. And I was very, very happy with all of the actors' performances. I was very happy with the way Gotham looked. Um, I was happy with the choices of, like, the villains and how they behaved. Uh, it's really just the story that I have issues with and the music choices, too. The, the weird Imperial March-esque theme that they put that just runs throughout the entire movie. I did not love that. I and then I thought it was awesome. Rehashing the Nirvana song twice was unnecessary. I, know. I was so when the first time I played, I'm like, okay, this makes sense to play it. And then they did it, it cool again. The first I'm like, time. Oh. I, I was really into it the first time, and they did it again, and I was like, well, that's just lazy. <laughs> it's like they got their money's worth on the track at least, you know. I bet. I bet it was expensive, and they had to like play it at least once or twice. Well, they could have put it at the end credits. Again, they you know? can afford any. <laughs> they can afford two songs. I promise you. <laughs> I don't know. I, it didn't bother me at all. I, I didn't think anything of it. So, yeah, I I agree on the on the music choice on that part. It's not like I hated the movie. I I liked it. I just didn't love it. Um, it falls somewhere in like the middle tier for Batman movies for me. So George, I know uh, you've had this uh, unenthusiastic look as we're talking about it and shitting on your movie. Oh no! Look, y'all. Okay, I I understand this movie is not going to be exactly for everybody. Uh, it's a very different Batman than we've had so far. Uh, but it also I feel like he takes all the good stuff from like all the Batman movies that we loved before and kind of made it in, uh, into his own kind of thing while adopting some really popular comic book Batman comic book stories. Like, there's definitely some heavy elements of Long Halloween. Yeah, uh, there's a lot hush. of yeah, and Hush, and there's some elements uh, from Court of Owls in there, and right. uh, I like a made, lot of it from Zero Year too. I like that they made Catwoman um, Falcone's daughter. You know, yeah, that was a cool change. Canon. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of things that were great about it. It's um, worked great in that role, though. Yeah, Tortoro was perfectly cast as Falcone. I thought um, it, it's like it's hard to put my finger on what I just didn't click with with this movie because like all the previous batman movies we've gotten have been action batman you know it's all fights all car chases all explosions you know and there's you know moments where he's bruce wayne and doing the somber thing and then he goes back to being batman and kicking ass whereas in this one we got a lot of detective work which is something that a lot of people have wanted to see before and i kind of agree like it was cool to see that but it was like such a watered down version of like what you get in the arkham games like the Arkham games, I, they drew heavily from those as well. Uh, the detective work you actually have to do in some of those games is incredibly challenging. And it just didn't feel like a lot of that was like handed to him in this movie. Like he would go places and people would just tell him what he needed to know and he would move on to the next thing. He didn't really do a lot of like cool gadget stuff or like actual detective work. Um, he just sort of asked people and they gave him the answers. It was just lazy writing. Maybe that's what it is for me. I don't know. I I didn't feel like that at I can, all. I, I felt, can do that. I felt like I felt like a really good noir. It it, it pulled on the right right tropes and it played the, the the right tropes for the movie that they wanted to tell. They wanted to tell an emotional story where Batman was at the center of Batman slash Bruce Wayne was the center of the of the plot, and like he's the cause or his family is the cause of everything which they achieved. But and, I, I didn't. I didn't feel any of the emotion. Like that was the other thing too. Is like I didn't feel for his plight because there was no real plight. I mean, he was shocked by the revelation that his dad was not who he thought he was. Sure, but like, 
it's really hard to make an emotional connection. If you connect with anybody, it's like Catwoman is the only really relatable character on a human level I in this that. movie. Uh, did, he not, did he not sparkle enough for you guys? Womp womp. <laughs> I don't know. I it, for for me it, it worked. It was it ticked all the boxes of everything I was looking for in a Batman movie. And uh, and I think what it was also surprising. I didn't go in with any expectations, other than knowing that this is going to be a big movie of some sort. And uh, I, I think I got what I wanted and then some. Uh, when I first time I watched it, I didn't love the editing pacing on some parts, especially like the car chase scene. Uh, but then when seeing it a second time, it felt more kinetic and I, I enjoyed it more. And I think yeah. that was because I was not trying to deconstruct the plot at that point. I, my first chase time scene was your... actually my, my favorite scene in the whole movie. I thought they did such a good job with the whole shootout and then car chase. Um, it, it, was, it was not Carol? the same car chase we've seen so many times. It was, yeah. it was very different. It's cool because like. it, it was different because I, I think, I don't know if this is incorrect or not, but I think this is the first car chase I've ever seen in movies where it's done exclusively done in close-ups and like medium shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. There was not my, one wide shot to like orient the viewer at any point I think in time. One of my favorite whole shots of the whole movie is after during right at the end of the car chase where Batman comes out of the smoke and the screen is sort of upside down because it's from the viewpoint. Right mm-hmm. of, of the penguin, yeah, and then it just sort of flips over. I thought that was great. That looked amazing. Colin there Farrell was... doing his best Al Pacino. Colin, Colin Farrell was like the best Al Pacino, but he was. <laughs> if you didn't know that was Al, uh, if you didn't know that was Colin Farrell, you wouldn't. It, if, it I was, like, if full I like Colin yeah, Farrell no movies, like, yeah, Colin Farrell did a fantastic job as the penguin. It was a good choice. I mean, the only choice that could have been better was Danny DeVito, personally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Paul Dano, like I have mixed opinions about him. He was the only one that was kind of a weird casting. I, I think agree. he did great with all the great job, all the creepy stuff. He did a fantastic job with, but he did not pull off menacing at all. And like, it's like all the stuff leading up to the final confrontation between him and Batman and the gel cell. Um, when you finally get there, like there's no ferocity or animosity, like behind his eyes. Like you don't see it. You don't see any real reason for him doing this. It's just like, it just happened. But the whole time he's like wearing the, the mask and like doing the videos and stuff. It was very reminiscent of like some of the Joker footage from Dark Knight. And like he played creepy Riddler very well. Uh, it's just when he gets unmasked and you have to see him face to face. He doesn't come across as menacing. He was his, like that. his real face is that mask. That's why. Oh, like the mask of the phantasm. Womp womp. You know, who reminded me of that is the uh, I can't remember the name of him. Uh, the Ten Rings guy. The Mandarin from the Marvel mm-hmm. movies, like the fake version of the Mandarin. Ben Kingsley? Yeah, Ben Kingsley. Um, like, he was supposed to be really scary, but then after he gets unmasked, he was sort of like, <laughs> not not at all. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I thought I found him to be like a crazy person. And uh, the fact that the whole entire time he thought him and Bat- Batman were friends makes it that much more interesting. And then like the way they play that note, spoiler, uh, the way they play that note to make you think that he knows who Batman is, I thought was just genius. And also, the, well the the storytelling mechanic of uh, of him figuring out the bomb going to uh, the Wayne Manor and Alfred opening the bomb, I thought was uh, just clever, clever uh, storytelling. There's definitely a lot of elements of uh, Die Hard was a vengeance in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> 
Overall, I mean, uh, I, I actually did enjoy it. It's not my favorite Batman movie, but it's probably high up there. Uh, rumor that it's coming to HBO Max sooner than later. Comes out April 20-something or 19? That, well, that, that is soon. 48, 45 yeah. days since it's been released in theaters is what it's wow. supposed to be. It's crazy. It was, it, was good. it was good. It was a fine Batman movie. Um, like I said, most of my complaints were nitpicky. Um. I, I like Pattinson enough that if they do continue with him in the character and they do another one, I'll be more excited for it, I think. Yeah. Um, I just hope they tighten up the story a little bit. Just like the, the graphics in Level 3. I, I am. I, I will say I'm really, really glad that they didn't make Joaquin Phoenix the, the Joker in this. I would have been... I would have if liked anything, thrown if, my phone or something. The screen. If there's anything I could complain about the most of, in this movie is that one scene with the Riddler and the Joker in Arkham. Mm. I, I I wish that was the one scene they didn't add to the movie. I wish they would have just cut it out and left it for the deleted scenes. Or he could have been talking to one of other one of Batman's other villains that we haven't gotten a chance to see. Like I would have really loved to see him talking to Clayface or you know Calvin Croc Man. or or somebody else. Just not the Joker. It's so. So, for what I understand, Matt Reeves is not going in the like super comic booky route of villains. For what I understand, right? So we're just going to get more of the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's move on. Let's talk about our favorite actors and our favorite batman movies of all time okay so let's start with george here uh, favorite what, what, batman what, movies what's your favorite batman movies and your favorite version of batman could be live action could be and a card we can do a cartoon as well okay i mean that's that one's pretty simple but um if i'm gonna go live action it's a toss-up between uh christian bale and uh keaton for my favorite batman um it's a hard one it is it's, it's between those two uh favorite batman movie well no no hold on no 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 oh. you, you you can't just like sneak away from that you have to actually give us a real answer here i, I did it's keaton and no Bale. you said keaton or it has to be keaton or it depends uh, on the day you answer. ask depends <laughs> on the day you ask me i guess if you were to ask me today i'm asking you today actually i really yeah am. yeah yeah but like my answer will change tomorrow that's just rank, rank, your, rank your top three Okay, three. let's do top three. That's fine. Um, okay, that's easy. Bale, Keaton, and uh, hopefully Pattison if it continues on. If not Pat- uh, Pattison, then it's going to be uh, Conroy. Live action, though. We're going to get to... Oh, live action? Well, okay, then Pattison. Robert Pattinson. Paddington Bear. Pat- Paddington Bear. Baddington? Are they calling him Baddington yet? Because Baddington, they, Baddington. they should. Know. Yeah, because they should. Those What's are my favorite? my favorite live action Batman's. What's your favorite movie? Um, live action wise. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a tie. It's either gonna be Batman eighty nine, or it's gonna be uh, the Batman, one mm-hmm. or the other. So the new movie, yeah, wow, that's that's tall. Yeah, it's gonna be between those two. It's either eighty nine or with you know Batman Begins is like right under there. So before yeah. before the Batman, it would have been between eighty nine and Batman Begins. Um, the Batman. That's okay. Well, let's just do top three. We can do top three movies and top three actors. 
and that that would be it. So, Batman eighty nine, eighty nine, the Batman, and uh, and Batman Begins. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and then, uh, that, if you want, if you're gonna go animated route, uh, it's definitely Mask of the Phantasm, probably. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, and then, uh, if I still have my VHS copy of that movie, and then uh, maybe Under the Red Hood, I really like that one quite a bit. So, is Ke- would would Kevin Conroy be your choice for Batman? For an- uh yeah, I think he he does a great. Uh, Great voice for Batman. Uh, I grew up with him, so maybe that's probably has a lot to do with it too. Also, he does a great job in the games. He does the voice in the in the games too. So that's so true. He's a good he's a good one. Um, but he's I feel like th- those are very like basic Batman answers. <laughs> so I don't have any like controversial Batman answers. I do love Lego Batman though. So like God, n- now that I'm thinking about it, I really love Lego Batman. Does that count as a Batman movie? Yeah, it definitely counts as a Batman movie. Yeah, I, I really love Lego Batman. So now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. Will Arnett's one of my favorite Batman ever. Yeah, I, uh, he, you know, Lego Batman could be my favorite animated Batman movie. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Just just to to vary it up between everybody. All right, Justin. What about you, sir? Let's do your top threes. We'll make it. Well, so my, my choices are going to be different than George's, actually. Um, my favorite live-action adaptation of Batman is actually Ben Affleck. Um, I really liked him in the role, and I wish he had continued with it. Uh, he never got the movie that he deserved. Right. You know, but... Neither did Henry Cavill, though. I would have liked to see more. You know, he, he was really perfect in that role, I felt like. Um, my number two is going to be Michael Keaton, and then my number three... <sighs> It's probably gonna be Patterson. Really, you think he was better than Bale, huh? Yeah, he was. He was really good in the role. Um, it wasn't. It was not his fault that I don't love this movie. It was the story. You know what they say is uh, Ben Affleck was the bomb in Batman. You. He was. He really was. I really like Ben Affleck in the, in that role. Um, and as far as movies, my choices are going to be unorthodox as well. Uh, my number one is going to be Dark Knight Rises. My number two is going to be as Dark Knight. Number one. Yep. What? Yep. What? Then the Dark Knight, and then Batman '89. How wow. is that your number one? Dark Knight Rises has a lot of plot holes, um, but I really liked, yeah, and it's I, goofy as fuck. Right, and that's what I liked about it. <laughs> I lo- I loved Bane. I loved how cheesy he was, but also I, like, like he's the best part about that he's, movie. He's the, he's the only part. reason yeah. why that movie's watchable. Uh. I don't know. I, I actually really like it. I've watched it probably more than any of the others. You know, I know it's a controversial opinion, but it's definitely between that one and the original Dark Knight. Um, you know, Heath Ledger was just amazing as Joker. Could definitely see that being number one for anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Batman 89 made me fall in love with the character when I was a kid. So hard not to appreciate that one still. What about animated? Animated, I'm going to go with Dark Knight Returns. Um, it's probably the most faithful. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Adaptation. That was really good. The two-parter it's, one. Yeah, it's a two-parter. Um, you know, I love the Batman the Animated Series as well, but I think if we're talking movies, it's got to be Dark Knight Returns. You know, there's also another animated movie uh, called uh, Batman versus the Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. I th- or is it Meets the Ninja Turtles? Anyway, it's really good as a, you know, 
as a Ninja a Turtle fun fan. Ninja Turtle fan. <laughs> Wait, are you a Ninja Turtle fan too? Yeah. Yeah. And they put Batman in the same movie together. Yeah, you know what? In in that movie, it, they play it really close to like the 1990s versions of the Turtles, which is really awesome. Even though we're not talking about the Turtles right now. But that that the, the uh, Turtles the video game collection is coming out soon. Oh, the Cowabunga thing! Yeah, Cowabunga like collection. Sixteen yeah. games and one 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 set. Yeah, it's awesome. It has tournament fighters, man. I still have my copy of that game. I've never heard of that game until I saw that trailer. Really. Yeah, uh, it was a great fighting game. That's probably why I never heard of it. Y'all, <laughs> what about you, Carrie? Yeah. So, what about your your top three Batman? My okay, my my top Batman. Um, maybe I I definitely agree George with Clooney, me. George Clooney, George Clooney. I already did it for you. <laughs> Done. Thank you. No. Um, <laughs> definitely, Michael Keaton's number one for me. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and we'll go that way. I Bat, Batman eighty nine is my top movie too because I remember being like fourteen, waiting in line. That was like one of the first movies my parents let me wait in line to see opening night, and it was like such a memorable experience for me. I read, the, I read the uh, the uh, novelization, and I, I was like all mm-hmm. into it. I was, I was, that was me, man. I remember the uh, the VHS. I re- watched it so much that I remember the opening cartoon, the Looney, the uh, Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck cartoon. Yep. About hawking the Batman merchandise. Uh, I remember that vividly, like it, like it was an episode of uh, Looney Tunes or not. It's funny enough they like they let me get so invested in the original Batman when it came out '89 rather. Um, but then when Returns came out, they were like, "It's too intense for you," because they went and saw it before. They went and saw it on opening night to like see if it was appropriate for me, because like the trailer had Catwoman like licking her whip and like doing all this sensuous stuff. I mean, and to then, be fair, I mean, Batman Returns is very horny. It's a very yeah. horny movie. <laughs> it is. They, they came back and they were like, "We don't feel like it's uh, it's appropriate for you." It's, it's too intense. It's very Tim Burton. I had to wait like three more years to watch that movie, and I was like. I never forgive them for that. Still, I'm still harboring grudge against them for. Wait, you had to wait how long? Thirty years? Three mm. years. Three years. Oh, three years. I was like, Which Jesus a lifetime Christ, you didn't watch it until a lifetime later. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Ben Affleck in my list too. I I think Ben Affleck was one of the the perfect uh, Bruce Waynes. Not in in any good movies, but just as a character, I like his version. I just don't think he understood who Batman is. No, I think, well, I'm saying Bruce Wayne. I think he was one of the best Bruce Wayne uh, because he got that character down. I think he was doing the Kevin Smith version of Batman. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He, He wasn't really like over the top comical. It wasn't like a dialogue thing for the reason that I like. I mean, it was just. His his version, you know, even though the movies were terrible, like we got to see him plain clothes as Bruce Wayne, still rushing towards danger to save people, despite mm-hmm. not being able to change, you know, and like we got to see certain things he did that none of the others have done, um, which you know really makes you appreciate him more. At least it makes me appreciate him more. Are you talking about the opening of Batman versus Superman when he's saving everybody in a Kia Sport? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with the product placement, man? Come on. <laughs> uh, also, honorable mention, uh, favorite Alfred will always be uh, Michael Caine. I think yeah. Michael Michael Caine has solely earned the right to be forever Alfred. I agree. 
hundred percent best Alfred by a mile. Yeah. I, even I though, even though, even though the one from 89 is pretty good, but, uh, I don't remember he, his name right now. Yeah. He wasn't memorable enough to remember his name. He just, his name is Michael Gao. Go, go. Yeah, you go. That's his name. I knew it was another Michael. I just couldn't remember. All right. Um, so who's your number three, Carrie? <laughs> um, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going old school here. He's going to do Adam West. I'm He's doing Adam do West. Yeah, I figured. I'm surprised that wasn't your first one. No. Uh, I grew up watching the 66 TV show. Um, that I When I spent my summers with my, my grandmother in Florida, every afternoon they would show Batman 66, and then they would show the monkeys right after that. And that was like my everyday watch and really loved Batman back in the day. I mean, these, um, yes, it was campy. That was the, the time period for everything. I, uh, I, I like other actors who have played the character. Um, I didn't, I like Val Kilmer is, is Batman. He had the perfect chin for it. That's for sure. He did. Yeah. Um, but not the perfect nipples. Not the perfect name. That, 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 that went to George Clooney. That was that, George Clooney. That pleasure went to George Clooney of ER fame. Don't don't say nipples and pleasure at the same time with George Clooney. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> um, yeah, he was like the most forgettable, I guess. Do you think in the Flash movie, like, there's some some universe where we could show George Clooney in a bat outfit again? I know Val Kilmer is probably out of the out of the running because of like due to his uh, personal. So- yeah, personal yeah. health. But like, man, I mean, wouldn't Michael it be King? wouldn't yeah. it be crazy to see George Clooney again in a bat outfit, bat outfit, and those like? I mean, it, weird it'd nipples. be cool. I don't know if he would do it though. Like, he, he's I mean, what new. else is he doing? He ain't doing anything else. Just they living, him living life, him. fat off of his like wine. Well, if they offer has. him some Nespresso, he might do it. There you go, and this Nespresso <laughs> money. But <laughs> well, he, he ain't doing anything else. You know, they got to do something big, go out with a big bang on that movie and surprise people like crazy. I mean, we've already had spoiled that Michael Keaton is it? Why not have other Batman in it? You know what I mean? I would be so like, they need to have a Tobey Maguire moment. That's what they, they need do. to have. They, they, and that will be, or Chris O'Donnell showing up as Robin. Man, wouldn't that be something? Or Chris O'Donnell showing up as Batman. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Wouldn't you just like shit a brick at that moment? I would. Or, or not actually be cool. That would actually be cool if Chris O'Donnell showed up as Batman. And he has to say like a real corny line, like something from the Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, Nightwing. I mean, if he actually came as Nightwing, that would be better. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, he needs to say like a corny line, like chicks dig the car or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know uh, everybody has a, a huge place in their heart for the Christian Bale movies, which I do like them. Yeah. Um, Batman Begin for me was definitely slow. I think that's um, why I liked it. Maybe um, you like slow movies. Apparently, I like slow. Methodi- I like slow methodical movies. Yeah. Like a Batman, a good Batman story is slow and methodical. I mean, you know what? You, I'm, I'm gonna. If I'm you read Hush and Long Halloween, you would agree with. I me. I like the Batman movie better than the Dark Knight trilogy right now. I'm just gonna say. Wow. There you oh. go. That's those some bold words. I, I love the Dark Knight, but I just think that Batman Begins is a better Batman movie. Yeah, I mean, if I have to rate all of the Batmans, it would be like Rises, Dark Knight, 89, Batman Begins, Batman Returns, The Batman, Batman and then 
than the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the other crabs. <laughs> Everybody freeze. Um, I don't know, man. That one's just so bad. It's it's all the way back around, and it's good. It's, again. it's fun to watch every once in a while. It just is. It's, only, it's only fun to make fun of, though. That's the only yeah. problem. Everybody is so over the top in that damn movie. It's great, it's crazy. Everybody was trying to out chew the scenery from the other people. Also, everyone hated uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Apparently, he was unbearable to work with in that movie. I've. You wouldn't surprise me. No, that's Batman Forever, right? Oh, that is Batman Forever. Shit. Who who was the other villain? Oh, it was Uma Thurman. It was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was the Riddler to Two-Face. So that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Batman Forever is more ridiculous than Batman and Robin, even though... Yeah, Batman and Robin freeze and poison ivy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then she had some weird version of Bane as her bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked right. It just didn't talk. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it barely looked right. <laughs> and uh, for animated, I am going to have to stick to my guns and say Will Arnett's my favorite animated Lego Batman Lego. Not the movie, but the character. Oh, um, gotcha. it, more than Kevin Conroy. Uh, yes, Kevin Conroy wow. is close number two. But growing up, it wow, was one of my favorite movies was like we you mentioned it earlier, Mask of the Phantasm. Kevin Conroy is just going to haunt you when he, whenever he passes. He's gonna. I'm going to see him at convention. He's going to go. Hey, are you the guy who likes Will Arnett better than me? Yeah, he's like, I heard what you said in, <laughs> in his greatest Batman voice. <laughs> I'm not giving you a fucking autograph. <laughs> Fuck off. I mean, I, <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's go really back real quickly back to the Batman before we move on. Where yeah. do you think this movie series can go? Uh, what characters you should they introduce? What where should they bring it next? Um, I don't think they should bring in a Robin because everyone's talking about bringing in a Robin. I don't think the time is right for a Robin yet. No, he's way further in his career for sure. Yeah, I d- it also depends if they decide to do a time jump or not. Uh, if they're gonna do like a massive time jump, and Pattinson's been Batman for ten years, and I mean, if yeah. they're planning on keeping, if they're planning on replacing Ben Affleck with Pattinson in the DC cinematic universe, then they're gonna have to pretty much do a time jump to get him to the same area where everybody else is now, because we've already established Batman's been fighting crime for a long time in that universe, yeah. and in the Batman, it was only two years he's been doing it. Well, so, I understand the the bat the. Uh... Ben Affleck movies have nothing in common with these movies. Okay. Yeah, from what they're I still, understand. They're still showing trailers for like New Flash, New Aquaman, things like that. So I'm wondering if that Justice League version just doesn't exist anymore or what they're going to do with that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what their plan is. Uh, I, I think everything is going to kind of be put into a nice little weird box when Flashpoint comes out mm-hmm. and saying, yeah. hey, they all exist in their own kind of way. My See favorite I, Batman was the non-speaking Batman in Peacemaker. <laughs> was Batman in that? No, he Batman, wasn't. Batman wasn't there. I sure. Super, Superman. Yeah, was Super, yeah, Superman was that was it. Oh, there was awesome. no Batman. Well, there you go. He's still my favorite. <laughs> but uh, he, he was hiding in the shadows. That's, that's what right. <laughs> Just like in the Batman, like, like a true Batman would. <laughs> <laughs> like a that's right. They spent way too much on time on that in the, this movie too. As far as where they're going to go with it, what I would really like to see is a continue, like a, a time jump. I do want to see a time jump of a few years at least, 
And I'd like to see more of the detective work continue, but I'd like mm-hmm. to see more of him actually doing the detective work himself with gadgets and with having to like break into buildings and look for stuff and, you know, fight henchmen, you know, not just be so easy, like walking through a club, you know, yep. and asking somebody what's going on. I want to see Batman press the um, R3 button for his bat signal. For villains, I would really like to see him fight somebody like Killer Croc or Solomon Grundy. Uh, I would really, I would really, 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 more than anything, and I, I, I've been hoping they've been doing this for, a, would do this for a long time with the live action Batman, is introduce a character like Azrael mm. and and do a, a character who's like Batman that he has to fight, somebody who's, you know, his That'd equal. Cool. Um, I, 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 see I, I would love to see like an Azrael type storyline. Uh, and I think Pattinson's the right actor to fit that kind of dark brooding storyline. I really do think they're going to lean heavily into the Court of Owls storyline, and that would be fine too. I don't, I don't, I don't honestly okay. know too much about that storyline. If they introduce, if they introduce Talon um, as like the main villain of his his timeline, I would be head over heels for that because that's that's basically the equivalent of Azrael. That's the modern Azrael is Talon, except um, for the for the rich elite, <laughs> right? Right. It, well, I mean, it's kind of the same too because Azrael was run by the like uh, the religious sect that, that Bane was part of overseas, and um, I mean, you know, Talon is basically run by the court. So I mean, it's very, very yeah. similar. You mentioned um, you mentioned a moment ago. Um, so the Batman, most of the the villains in it aren't super comic booky. You know, like even the version of like the Riddler, and they just toned everybody down to be sort of more realistic. How can they do a character like? Killer Croc or Solomon Grundy or something like well, that. Well, if you remember, Killer Croc was always supposed to be like a uh, sideshow carnival guy who was always like, who uh, was deformed, who had a scaly skin. Mm, okay. Uh, and then throughout the years, he got turned into like a weird crocodile dude. Yeah, he just to be a deformed guy who lives in the sewers and killed people. Yeah. And Batman has to figure out who he is and fight him, you know? And he's obviously like, you know, stronger and faster than Batman is. So Batman has to figure out how to beat him. I mean, we've, we've never seen Batman go up against a physically superior villain, except for maybe in the Batman versus Superman movie. Um, and he beat him with the word Martha. So it's, you know, <laughs> I, I would love Why to did see, you say that name? Like Joker is not physically <laughs> superior to Batman. We've seen Joker several times now. You know, Riddler is not physically superior. Catwoman, maybe on equal footing every once in a while. But like Batman always overpowers her. You know, Bane is really the only physically superior. (laughs) You know, which Bane are we talking about? Like, I mean, you know, Bane and Dark Knight Rises, they were almost equals. It was real close. Bane was just slightly had the advantage. You know, crazy Bane from Batman Forever, obviously superior, but he was dumb as a box of rocks. Like, we we need a smart, physically superior villain for Batman to fight to make an interesting movie. I so think. what I think is going to happen, uh, especially them going the route of like less comic booky characters, I really do think they could do a, a stripped down version, but more comic book accurate uh, of Bane. I think that'd be really cool because mm-hmm. Bane is intellectually as smart as Batman, except he, you know, does it for evil versus for good. And um, I think they've left a lot of like, like headway in the movie uh, for the character Hush to be uh, a thing. Um, so they, I, they put so many elements of Hush into the first one. Yeah, was, so I, I don't know. Headway. Yeah, it might feel repetitive. You're right. But it's still there. So like they could still do something with it. 
Um, and then, like I said, the Court of Owls storyline is where I really do think they're going to uh, tie up the next two movies with. I'd be very happy with that, I think. Uh, I think I think the cast members have left enough hints, and Matt Reeves himself has said that it's you know some of his favorite Batman storylines, and yeah, and also cool. it it does what Matt Reeves likes about Batman in general. It puts Batman at the center of the story, and then it makes it into a, like an emotional journey that he has to go through in order to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think I, I'm Batmaned out. Uh, let's get on to some George Cage <laughs> Metal, and we're going to talk about what's tickling our geek, and let's uh, wrap it up. Mighty Father, thy name is fire. Leave me to fall with my untold desire. And we're back. Uh, just got done with a healthy dose of some George Hayton metal. Uh, the band that I picked out this week was a band called Agassi Demon. Uh, Agassi Demon. Band, not Agassi Demon. Um, Agassi Demon. Yes. Um, so uh, the the meaning of the name, it's a benevolent, benevolent spirit. Uh, from Greek religion, actually. Go figure. And they're not Greek at all, so... They are not Greek. They yeah. are. Um, where are they from? They are from Germany, actually. They've Makes been around sense. for been around since like the late '90s, but this is the first album in like nine years. Yeah, I I really I, okay. Before I go on, I'm gonna let here George give us his review. Um, they're okay. Uh, <laughs> I. I thought they were fine. I thought they sounded just like your run-of-the-mill death metal band. I didn't find anything special about them. I thought I liked the later half of the song than I liked the beginning of the song, but um, overall, it was okay. All right. It's a uh, you know, vocals are okay for you. Man, it was fine. Not my not my favorite, but there's actually other songs that I could have picked that actually do have a lot of clean singing on those albums. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the clean singing is pretty varied too. Like sometimes it's yes. like some of the song, and other times it's much more like drawn 90s, out. 90s, 90s style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this is their best album. Period. Yeah, you know, for I, sure. I, I do a lot of their older stuff. Um, it was kind of hit or miss for me. This is definitely the strongest album because I liked all of it. Um, that said, some of the clean singing I don't love. <laughs> I, can't, no, really? I can't. I can't help it. Um, but. Overall, though, it's a very strong album, and you know it's it's definitely like a contender for top twenty five of the year for me. I would be surprised if it makes it, you know, all the way up to my top ten. But uh, you know, it's definitely a very strong album. It can. I, I definitely, yeah. I this is like my second time listening to it because I heard you guys talking about. It. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot, and it it blew me away. Um, like you said, there's definitely elements of that '90s, like peaceful era you know gothic metal there's definitely elements i hear of like jimmy borgir and like behemoth and they and like the tart you were talking about george it towards the end where they get that the melodic melodies into it Mm. uh very much like arch enemy or megadeth stuff like that you know i wasn't Um, even talking about like them singing part i was just talking about the 
No, I, I know the, the, the guitar, the, part. The, the guitar riffs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they do a lot of that. Those those uh, guitar melodies. Um, I think these guys have a great combination on this album that <laughs> it works really to their advantage, and I really dig this album. Uh, yeah, it's really I know, good. I know Christian is the one who brought it to our attention that the new album, and man. It's it's really really good. I'm definitely gonna be listening to it more. I won't. Unfortunately, <laughs> okay. too. Speaking of uh, stuff we've been listening to, let, what else have we been listening to? I have a long list. <laughs> well, let's do a short list. Do the short uh, list or the long list. Well, it's been like an insanely good year for music. Um, I mean, we're only in March and. I already have probably 50 albums in consideration or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, recent things I've been listening to. Uh, did we talk about half last time? Yes. Okay. I've been, yeah, I've had that promo since like January. I love that album. It's so I've cool. been listening to it pretty much nonstop. Uh, there's a band that christian turned me on to called cygnus and this band is actually going to be hard to find if you're looking for it on spotify the album is called answer from cygnus um they're a french mellow black bands top-notch stuff um i found like six or seven amazing black metal mellow black albums this year this is one of them it's just awesome uh, a band called non Deus. they're great uh Inifleon, we've been talking about them a lot um it's a super group of a bunch of different black and death metal musicians. I know it's the guitarists from Necrophobic are on it. Um, and the band sounds just like Necrophobic in my opinion. <laughs> there you it's, go. A, it's a stronger version of Necrophobic. Um, this, this album just kicks ass. What's it called? Uh, the band is called Inafelion. A-P-H-E-L-I-O-N. I didn't realize it was... It almost sounds like you're saying Nathan Fillion. I-N-A-P-H-E-L-I-O-N. The name of the album is Moribund. Um, Moribund? Moribund. M-O-R-I. Like Moribund records. (laughs) Moribunds. Yes. Uh, If you like Black and Death at all, you'll dig this for sure. The new Ghost album. um, Let's discuss that. Okay, let's discuss that new Ghost album. Okay, we're going into it now. My (laughs) God. No, y'all go ahead. Wait. Yeah, you go, George. I'm curious to hear what you think. You have a, you uh, seem to have an opinion. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it's strong opinion. It, this is definitely like my my least favorite uh, Ghost album. Really? Sure. Yeah. I'll uh, agree with that. Like, I don't know. Like, I really like Ghost in their previous three albums. Uh, like since uh, what was it, Cerise that came out? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of that album that that had that song on it. It was um, <sighs> that one Ghost album. That oh one God. ghost album that they got really popular off of. Meliora. Meliora. Thank you. Yeah. I even went to their backlog and I kind of enjoyed their backlog. And, uh, and then their album after that, I thought like, oh, man, they're really hit, hitting their heights here. And with this album, I just kind of feel like they had their time in the sun. And whatever this is, it's not for me. So <laughs> here, here's how I look at it. The first, the first wave of ghost albums were definitely 70s rock influenced. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Blue Oyster Cult, that type of stuff. This album, in Impera, it's terrible. 80s rock. It's, it's produced terrible. like it's 80s rock. It sounds like um, you could put like an 80s. Like the first track has power metal elements in it. And I'm like, I what know, I hate on? it. 
I hate I love every it. second ever. I don't, it's not my favorite Ghost album, but I I like it a lot because I I can separate different eras of their career, which a lot of people I know it's hard to do that sometimes. But I mean, you, but there's only like I don't know three good songs on the whole album, and there's like fifteen songs altogether, fourteen. I don't know if that's true. I think there's way more than three good songs, but it's definitely their weakest album by a large mile. Um, you well, know, a lot I, of songs I, are instrumental though. So I've loved Ghost since um, Infest the Sumam came out, and Meliora was great, and Prequel was even better. Like I think Prequel is their their best. Uh, yeah, it's like their height of their height, right? Yeah, Prequel was phenomenal, um, just mind blowingly good. This is definitely a step back for them. Um, it's not a bad album, but it's not as good as the others. For sure. It like feels there's phoned in is what it feels like. Some of the songs do feel phoned in and some of the stuff on here is just like bad. Like I don't even know how, how to explain what this twenty song is. That is the worst song I've oh my god, in like years. I like that song like, now. High on the twenties, like raining on pennies or some bullshit. It's, it's like it's like a so worse version of Marilyn Manson's mob scene. Like it's just awful. Uh I, I I can't listen to that song. I skip it every single time it comes on. Every like there are other songs. Griffwood is great. Rite of Passage is pretty good. Respite like the last three songs are great. Um, uh, I don't like any of those songs. Watching the Sky is okay. Hunter's Moon is pretty good. I Stolen learned I good. learned to like uh, Hunter's Moon because of this album. But like I don't, Kisaria, I don't, I don't like Kisaria, watching the Sky. That, that Little Sunshine makes no sense at all. Uh, but it's the best sounding song on the album. It's the most ghost sounding song on the album. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if that's true. If you, it feels like it was a B side from prequel that they didn't meet the cut. Is the most good sounding song on the album. Well, Hunter's Moon wasn't that from a uh, the Halloween movie? Yeah. yeah, it was on the Halloween soundtrack. My least favorite track is the Watcher in the Sky because they do that whole kiss thing where the last <laughs> minute and a half repeats the same yeah. line over and over. Hate that shit. And I really like Spillways. I thought Spillways was pretty good. Spillways is good. It's just then, like it's not consistent. Like there, there are good songs scattered throughout the album, but there's like a bunch of crap you have to get through to get to the good songs. And like, I'm not a ghost hater at all because I, I really do love the band. Yeah, I think um, they're awesome, but it just this album's not for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's the weakest of all, everything they put together. Um, that said, I've listened to it a whole bunch, but it's not going to be anywhere near my top twenty-five. Did you get the vinyl? No. <laughs> Did you? We did actually from Target. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, George. Do you have anything on your your list? I do. I have a couple of things. I've been listening a lot to the Michael Giacchino's Batman soundtrack. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, well, look, there are two the- great songs on that soundtrack, <laughs> uh, except for the Batman theme, and it's the uh, "Fight City Halloween." Uh, can't fight City Halloween. And uh, the uh, Escape Crusader song, which is the song during the car chase. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are like my two favorite songs from that soundtrack. Uh, And then I came across this new band um, called Laser Beam. And uh, they're pretty good. Are they what? Are they 80s synth wave? No, they are like, like uh, like a more sludgier version than Sword. They have like that version of sword. Yeah, they're like that stoner rock metal kind of sound. Okay. Like you say sludgier, like crowbar sludgy or, or just slower, like slower, I guess. Okay. 
I'll have to check it out. What's it called? Yeah, uh, Laser Beam, and then the album is called Laser Beam. Uh, the song I would say check out is called Damn the Reptiles. Uh, that Laser. was a... They should have named themselves Laser Beak. It's two words if you're if you're typing it into whatever music thing. It's Laser Beam, uh, and that's the that album. came out in twenty twenty one. Oh, did it really? I didn't know. Yeah. I thought it came out this year. Oh well. According to uh, Spotify, um, whatever. According to YouTube, it came out this year. That's why I, I listened to it. But uh, damn you, the reptiles! Did you wiki it? No, I didn't. Because okay. that's the truth right there in wiki. Uh, and what else have I listened to? Uh, no, that's about it as far as like new stuff. I also have been listening a lot to this band called the Necromancers. Okay. Have y'all ever heard of them? No. Yeah, they're pretty good. I like them a lot. I've been listening a lot to their album called Servants of Something. Hold on. Okay. Ser- Servants of the Salem Girl is the name of the album. All right. Uh, for me, uh, I want to mention the new Soliloquim album called Soul Searching. It's a really cool um, uh, shape of despair. I've been really into the new Scorpion album. I know we've probably met it talked about it last time, but Rock Believer, it's amazing. Um, do they do a reprise of Hurricane? No, they do not. Then no one cares. I can. <laughs> Actually, the last that, few Scorpions albums have been really good. This one didn't really click with me. Um, I've given it a few listens. It's It needs some more, but I'm not sure I love it. I, I can see that. Um, Crowbar, Zero and Below, which their new the new Crowbar is really good. Um, I want to mention this band that I got turned on to by uh, Josh, that drummer guy over at Heavy Debriefings. I, it, this band is so hard to say, but it's Kuolo Monloxo. They're a Finnish. What'd you call me? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the album is called Kusumu. Um, they're a Finnish um, doom metal band. They have a lot of different style elements. So in in that overarching. Uh, there's like funeral doom. There's uh, progressive stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff, but uh, it features the lead singer from Swallow's Son, Miko, which I had no idea about this band, and uh, it's really really cool. Um, have you guys heard the new Sabaton album? No. It's a. Uh, it's Sabaton. I'm going to move on from there. I mean, it's All not bad. It's the same. <laughs> Sometimes I do. I've I've actually it's been listening. Sabaton, the happy metal. Uh, Sabaton is the like World War II inspired power metal. They do stuff about war. Yeah, it's all like uplifting and like cheery. I don't know about that, but it's has a has a beat to it. It's a beat you can dance to. Uh, right. I've been checking out a few bands from uh, from the Ukraine recently since all this stuff is going on. Uh, that band Ginger. I always stayed away from them because I'm like, oh, this is going to be just horrible metalcore crap. Well, there's elements of that, yeah, but I actually think they're really good. She has a great voice. She has a great uh, growl voice as well as a clean singing voice. I don't, I don't like her clean voice. That's kept me away from the band for a long time. But like her growls are good. I'll give you that. I, but, yeah. I but I like more clean singing in in band than you do for sure. I've been actually, if you want to really follow what's been going on in Ukraine from the perspective of a black metal band that lived there, no, White Ward. Oh, really? White Ward Ukrainian as well. 
and they've really been outlining everything that's been happening and all the struggles they've been going through trying to survive fleeing that country and everything. Um, it's it's pretty harrowing the stuff they're talking about that's going on over there. It's definitely worth like following their Facebook page and you know doing what you can to support them and what other other bands you can that are from Ukraine. Yeah, nineteen fourteen just put out a new album or end of last year. Very good. Um, follow them on their social media. They're talking about the same stuff. There's another band I, I found called Ignea. I thought they're really really good. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. So just go Google like Ukrainian metal. Um, or even I found a like this playlist on Spotify that I've been jamming out to, and there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, there's a big scene there. So yeah, it really is. All right, uh, let's move on. I, I'm getting tired. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go dream about more Batman movies. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, what's tickling your geeks, uh, George? Since it's your really your segment, let's start with you. Uh, what's tickling my geek this week? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go see the new Ty West X movie. Dude, I cannot wait. I've heard so many good things. I'm. Uh, I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> I was supposed to see it last week, but I got busy with uh, some other stuff around the house, so I didn't have time to. So making time for it next week. Uh, so I'm seeing that, and then uh, of course, uh, I'm sure as all of you have seen by now, y'all watched the trailer for the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer, and uh, I mean, I don't think I've seen a trailer enough times. So I've watched that trailer a lot. I've intentionally not watched it. Have you? What have you been watching it with your binoculars though? I have. I, I stop and examine each frame. Good. <laughs> That's. A, I mean, I'm. I'm hoping it's good. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm going to be erring on the side of. I mean, it's good. E- even if it's not good, that trailer is one damn good trailer. Like it feels like a Star Wars movie when I watch that trailer. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, that's what I, I'm really excited about. I'm excited for those two things. I've heard that Ty West, Ty West, right? Is that his name? Yeah, X. Texas filmmaker too. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's good. I mean, I know people who've seen it already. Yeah, it's been out for about a week or so now. So. Yeah, like some early screenings. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> if it's, only we're live right yeah, now. Yeah, which we are recording live, and then everyone could see Justin wearing this awesome Batman mask. <laughs> now this is my new favorite thing of the week. This is what I'm excited about. Wow. All right, Justin. Uh, I'm sorry, Batman. I, I'm, I don't know who you are right now. Uh, yeah, you'll never guess my secret identity. <laughs> what's tickling your geek? You gotta right save Martha. Don't say it's Robin. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm also excited for X. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. The trailer for Men is supposed to come out um, this week too. Pretty oh, excited for that. Uh, the new A24 horror movie Men. No, I haven't heard of that Forget one. Um, other than that, I'm excited about moving. I'm excited about my baby. Uh, just super busy with all that stuff. Looking forward to a lot of things in life at the moment. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Batman. I appreciate it. You're quite uh, welcome. I am vengeance. Let's see. Uh, April's coming up really soon. A um, couple of things I'm excited for. Uh, first of all, I've been waiting to see this documentary from one of my favorite bands, Life of Agony. Um, it's called The Sound of Scars. It comes out on digital this week. So I'm going to rent that. Um, and then once I do Blu-ray pre-sales, I'll probably buy the Blu-ray from them. Um, but April is going to be the month of concerts for me, apparently. Live bands. 
uh, I bought tickets during like they had like a St. Patrick's Day special. So I bought tickets to see um, Dragon Force and Firewind, who I've been I've never seen Firewind before and I've been wanting to for so long uh, for 10 bucks. It was, it was a crazy good deal. And they're also playing with uh, Visions of Atlantis and Seven Spires. So, I mean, it's a good lineup. And then a couple days after that, like four days later, is Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel. I want to thrash it up. Uh, our good friend Christian will actually be here in town for that. And then that weekend is um, it's the the big show. So I am um, the wrestling Hell, show. Hell Heroes or the Hell Heroes show that Christian's yeah. coming down for. Uh, Candlemas. I've never seen Candlemas live, and I'm so looking forward to that. So a lot of lots of concerts for me this month in April. Cool. Yeah, there's some in May that I'm looking forward to. Um, I really, I'm planning on going to see Rivers of Nile if I can. Who are they uh, playing with? I don't, I don't even care. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <There> <laughs> I think, Fallu- I think Fallujah and some other band. Um, but Rivers is really the only band I'm, I'm like excited about on that tour. Um, I missed the Legion when they came through. Hath is supposed to be doing a, a South, South North America tour in the second Are half you? of the year. Oh, really? So, yeah. So if that happens, I'm definitely gonna be trying to go see them. Did um, we talk about the Legion show on Metal Geeks? I know we talked about it on MSR cast. No, I don't think so. I know uh, you got to hang out with Riley a whole bunch. Yeah, we, we, it was it was an amazing show. Really small little venue, um, but uh, when we got there, the opening band, the uh, I can't think of their name now. Um, That's how memorable they were. No, they're fucking phenomenal. Uh, let me pull because that we played them on the last episode of MSR Cast. Hold on, I'm gonna. Yeah, the how do you say it? Yeah, okay. So the opening band, uh, this local band called the Xabelian Triangle, phenomenal guys. They it was weird because like when we got in there, the opening band was like on the floor, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a really crowded show, but there was a stage too. Um, and so Black Crown Initiate, it was Legion, and then Omnium Gatherum. Uh, fucking Elysian blew everybody out of the fucking water. Black Crown was really good. There was something weird and off about Omnium that night. Uh, they had a really bad sound mix at that club, I think. And they it just had nothing to do with the last album they released. No, it had nothing to do with the last album. <laughs> they, they played other stuff too, but um, there it was just a great show. Um, yeah, I would have loved to go. I just wish they would stop doing things at Satellite Bar. It's like the worst venue in Houston. My first time there, and when I got, when I got there, uh, I was on the guest list for Allegiant, and uh, since we had Riley just like a year ago on the show, uh, we we talked about getting him back on here, just like not even talking about music, just you know geeking out again. Um, he saw my name on the guest list. He's like, oh, "I'm so happy you're here." But this club, you've been there, right, Justin? There's like mm-hmm. a big backyard area and there's a stage yeah. out there uh originally apparently they were supposed to play it was supposed to be set up outside but they moved it at the last minute to inside because of bad weather or whatever you know mm-hmm. I'm, that would have been amazing outside um it was a good show though they were they were phenomenal yeah there's um, a lot of good bands that go there i just hate the venue because there's never any parking and it's like not yeah, the best was out, and it's just I parked at the uh, topping center next couple door, like past the, the Whataburger and all that. The I, I was, all those parking lots have giant signs that are like, we will tow you if you park here. 
Every know, single one. There's nowhere to park to go see shows over there. I hate it. If you go to their website, they even talk about because it's right on the uh, the line, the train line. Mm-hmm. They're like, take the train. I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. But I don't know. Oh yeah, that was my first show over there, and hopefully, not a lot of metal shows will be coming there. But uh, as we're talking about this weekend at uh, with it the Dan Electros, my former co-host and friends of the show Hasserot are going to be playing their first live show. So Cryptos, my old co-host on MSRcast, um, and then Maurice and uh, Ben Yaker. Um, who else is in the band? Uh, um, then our, our good friend Shane and, and a bunch of great local bands are going to be playing. Wolf, uh, Wolf Skull is opening. It's going to be a good time. Uh, first a local show I've really been to in a long time, but I'm there to support. You know what I mean? Cool. Check it out. Hasserot. Uh, if you're in town in, in, in Houston this weekend, come check it out. I check it out in Metal Geek Society. I'm sure they posted about it in there. <laughs> and while you're there, check out the Metal Geek Society page on our Facebook group because that's where we're talking about video games and comic books and memes and all kinds of metal. Lots of metal. Um, lots of cool stuff. So if you're on Facebook, come check us out there. Um, you can, of course, find us on all of our social medias at Metal Geeks, metalgeeks.net. Um, if you want to listen and subscribe or download, we're on all those places, uh, Spotify, Apple music, Stitcher, any place where you can actually download your podcast and your favorite podcatcher, check us out. And of course we, uh, are also part of the ESO network. So check us out at esonetwork.com. uh, download all the cool shows that make up the network there as well. Geek on. What about you, George? Where can people find you? Uh, you could find me on all of the social medias. Uh, all of them. Uh, all of them. TikTok. With, uh, unfortunately, no. Is that considered a social media? I guess it is. I guess no, it is. I'm not really a, a TikToker per se. So all of them, with the exceptions of like maybe one or two, all the important ones, like Twitter, for example. Uh, you can find me at George Tripsis, uh, and you can hear my musings about Batman. I guess. Argue with uh, oh, me about your favorite movies on Twitter. Yeah, that time most of the time is what I'm talking about. Uh, also, uh, while I have the everyone's attention, really quick, I, I just just now remember that I wanted to bring this up. I watched a documentary recently, and I think everyone should watch it and give it a chance. Uh, it's called uh, Phoenix Rising, and we it's watched a, the first part. Uh, we it's about uh, and Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood, Wood and uh, her relationship with uh, Brian Warner, aka Raylan Manson, yep. and how much of a terrible monster that man is uh so yeah uh watch it make up your own mind uh i think i've made up my mind that i one was never a huge fan of alien manson but i don't really uh care for him too much anymore especially now uh so you know make up your own mind but and on uh, that note anybody looking for some rare marilyn manson albums let me know <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that man uh, needs to needs to pay in some kind of way like he he needs to answer for what he's done to a lot of people yeah uh so anyway uh also if you want to follow me at george trips we can talk more about it <laughs> there you go uh detector uh you can find me on twitter and instagram as well as uh, at comical jc I still don't have a metal profile, but I'm I'm toying with what I'm going to do with that. Maybe sometime once I get moved in and situated. 
Yeah. More uh, official. That'd be fun, man. Looking forward to it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out and um, talking Batman with me tonight. Uh, thanks to all you guys out there for listening and checking us out again. We appreciate it. Batman's back. And where'd Justin go? <laughs> it's, only, it's only vengeance, I see. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> as always, we have one last thing we have to say. That, that's your cue. I am the knight. <laughs> I am vengeance. I am the terror that flaps in the night. No, not the wrong one. <laughs> Dark wing duck. <laughs> oh, uh, keep it. Uh, keep it. Carry? Metal. Oh, you metal and, and keep it vengeance. I was, I was, keep it baddie. Keep it very baddie. Keep it dark nighty. <laughs> Or, yeah, keep keep those nighty balls dark. That, if, you have, wait a minute, if you have dark night balls, you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for checking us out again. We'll see you next time. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop, ranging mostly from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts, and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B, folk, punk, prog, rap, metal and way more with two americans one brit a ton of fun and a healthy dose of cynicism this has been a broadcast of the eso network be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our eso patreon or by shopping for the t public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com the eso network your station for all things geek